Well, hey, welcome to the podcast, continuing the conversation on work and specifically talking about the purposes of work. So Chad, to kick this off, I want to ask you this question. What makes a good Christian pilot? That's that's what you're starting with? That's what I'm starting with. What makes like, a like good an air, airline pilot, airplane pilot? Christian airplane pilot. Okay. Well, I'll... I'll, I'll let me think here. I'll respond with a question and then I'll give the answer okay. How about that. So it's a pilot that really loves Jesus, wants to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. They're an airline pilot. What is the priority of their, of their job? Yeah. And I, we have several pilots that attend Sun Valley and, and some of them I, I know personally, really great pilots. They, they've been doing it for a long time I, and they have a very important job. Well, you and I one morning went out to the military base super yes. early and we got on one of those uh, jets that uh, is, is, I don't even know what they call it, but it carries the fuel for like the fighter Casey, jets. Yeah. So we, we get an email from a guy in our church and he goes, hey, you know, Major Keltner. He, he goes, hey, you know, I remember getting the email. He's like, I don't know if you guys would be interested in this, but sometimes we take civilians up and do these, these little missions where we refuel fighter jets, you know, no big deal. Just a, for anybody who grew up watching Top Gun, I'm like, F-15s, F-16s. Is this, is this a, and it was like the new F-32s, you know, yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, is this a fake email? Soon as you told me, <laughs> hey, we're invited to do this. Here's what I heard in my mind. Exactly. I just heard the theme song of yep. Top Gun. Yep. And so they bring us in. They, they put us in this little briefing room. They walk us through, give us some of the history, show us kind of what's going to happen. Um, you know, pat us down, all that good stuff. Make sure we're not carrying. And then they're like, they all right. pad me down. That's weird. Uh, you went through, you? you know, you went through a deal. <laughs> you just, you were just so excited. You, you weren't paying attention. But, I couldn't resist. Yeah. So then we they go. They padded Robert down. That's weird. So we go through and then, uh, and then we get to go on this, this plane and it's fresh out of 1959. Uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a refueling tanker thing. And then they got the iPad and the iPhones and all that stuff for all their navigation the for everything. That's what yeah. they're using in the cockpit. Uh, so we get to go up and, and do this refueling mission. It's super cool. Cause at, at, at the tail end of the plane, you actually lay down, there's a little glass mm-hmm. at the bottom and you watch the jet the fighter jet come up behind it and then it connects to that hose in the air. There's a boom operator. Yeah. That's he's, he's on the back kind of, and it, and it pumps the fuel in And So there's all these fighter jets all around us, like right out the window. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. if, if nothing was, I could have hit it with a football. Reading the name on the guy's vest there. It awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And there were Australian fighter pilots that day in that training exercise. Yep. And, and luckily we have good diplomatic relationships with yeah, Australia. So they were like, good day, mate. It, it, was, <laughs> it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, what is, the main priority of a Christian pilot. Here it is. Uh, it's to land the plane. Yeah. <laughs> it's, to, it's to be a good pilot. Every time, by the way, 100% uh, of the time. Yeah. Quite frankly, uh, my main concern when I get on a, an airline, you know, when I get on a jet is not whether or not the pilot's a Christian. My main concern is whether or not they're competent, mm-hmm. right? And so the main priority of a Christian pilot is to land the plane. It's, it's to do, uh, it's for he or she to do their job well. Mm-hmm. And in doing their job well, in being competent in their job, that would be God's will for them. Land the plane well, you know, yes. be, be an excellent pilot. Uh, in that, it gives us influence. And then, of course, we can talk about Jesus when it's appropriate to do so. That's exactly right. And, and the reason I brought that up is just because I think a lot of people that go, okay, I'm a Christian in the workplace, whatever that looks like. Um, my, my job is I just need to evangelize everybody. I need to, you know, um, 
yeah, we do have a mission to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And that's not true of just pastors. That's true of everybody who's put their faith in Jesus. We're all ministers of the gospel, Paul says, that even the job of a pastor is to help equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, that that anybody who's put their faith in Jesus is a minister of the gospel. Uh, but it's not void of being good at our jobs. Uh, and in fact, we should be the best at our jobs because yeah. we're taught not to serve the way the world serves, uh, but to serve as if we're, we're serving the Lord, doing it to honor God first and foremost and, and working hard and working well. Yeah. So one of the purposes of work is to witness to others. We talked about that in this past weekend, but in witnessing to others, uh, you want to be wonderful at your work. Yeah. Um, one of the ways that we uh, love people, again, is is to give and serve, love God, love people. And one of the ways that we serve our fellow man is, is to do our work well. Uh, if you're an auto mechanic, be an honest one yeah. and, a, and a good one. Uh, if you're a veterinarian, you know, we have a friend that's a veterinarian and he sees his job not as caring just for animals. Uh, it is about caring for animals, but his, he sees his job primarily as caring for people. Yep. It's about caring for the people who own the animals who are so important to them. Yeah. He told me, he goes, yeah, people love their pets, man. And he goes, and I get it. I, I love, he's, he's got a dog now. I love animals. I love that. Um, but I understand that on the other end of that leash is a person, yeah, is a human being that God loves and God wants to to have relationship uh, with through faith in Jesus. And and so he goes, I'm I'm ministering to the person by being a great vet and taking care of their pet really well. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever it is you do, bloom where you're planted. Mm-hmm. Uh, do it well. Uh, do it with a great attitude. Uh, and in that, you're you're loving God and loving people well. We worship God uh, not just with our mouths. We worship God uh, through our work. Um, this verse of scripture, whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Do your work to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a homemaker, do it to the glory of God. The hand that rocks the cradle mm-hmm. rules the world. And so raise your kids to the glory of God. Uh, if you uh, are a pilot, a mechanic, a teacher... Um, whatever it is, you, a barista, whatever it mm-hmm. is you do, do it to the glory of God. And and I would say, don't don't create separation between whatever it is you do and the people who are on the other end of it. Because all work at some point, it, it reaches to people, whether you're working in an office space and you're filing files, there, there are people on the other end of that work. And so that's why we also do it the best that we possibly can, because our job is to love God, love people. That's what we're doing. And we love people through work. Yeah. So right now uh, in this podcast... People are thinking, oh, Robert and Chad do the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, but there's also three other people in the room here with us right now. On the other side of the camera, on the other side video, of the microphone. Yep. And they're doing sound. And it, and it's all of us contributing to this thing. So even I don't know if, what the third guy's doing, actually. He's, he's just, just watching and yeah, listening, yeah. making sure that you don't say anything stupid. Those other two guys are crushing it right now. It's I'm actually just, a really hard job. He's making sure you don't kidding, say anything stupid. I'm just kidding, Paul. You're great. I love you, man. That's difficult. Anyway, um, to your point, it, it is all about serving people. Um, when we preach on a weekend, um, believe it or not, so even if you take out worship team and, and all of that, just the preaching moment, uh, besides me, there's five people that have to be working mm-hmm. in that moment. Besides you, there's five other people. Uh, I'll, some of us are up front, some of us behind the scenes. All of it affects people. Mm-hmm. And I see the sound person on a weekend, his job is just as important as what I'm doing because without him, I can't do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and God uses all of us to accomplish his, his purposes. So whatever it is you do, that's the point. Do it all to the glory of, of of God. We have in our minds that some jobs have meaning or important and some jobs are demeaning and unimportant. Mm-hmm. So, so let me just pick one. 
Let's say that you clean houses. Do you realize how important that is? If if a house is never cleaned, people die. Yeah. I've been trying to teach my boys this, <laughs> you know. If yeah. you don't wash dishes, like eventually you get infections and you die. You have to wash the dishes. You have to take care of things. You don't eat moldy bread. Housekeeping and washing clothes and taking care of it's it's important. Mm-hmm. And so do it to the to the glory of God. If you're a CEO on the you know on the other end of thing, do it to the glory of, of, of God. Whatever you do, um, factor in the reality that as a believer in Jesus, this is a worship moment. Mm-hmm. And so do the very best you can. Yeah, I, uh, I was reading a book about work, and it, it's fascinating the tapestry that exists all around us that, that we we take for granted. All the infrastructure, all the connections, all the things. Um, so take something as simple as the table we're sitting at right now. If it were just you or I on this earth, we couldn't, in our entire lifetime, we couldn't produce this table. Mm-hmm. As simple as it is. You go, oh, yeah, you could. You just go find a tree, cut it down. Okay, one, I got to get in a vehicle to get to that tree on some paved road that I didn't put down. So I got to pave that road. I got to find the tools. I got to find the the steel and I got to find a way to refine it and create the tools to cut down the tree, to then shape the tree, to do all of that. All of these things that we just take for granted, uh, things like sewage and infrastructures and grocery stores that, you know, to your point earlier about, you know, lunch, we could just go and we give a certificate of appreciation and somebody, one, they have food from all over the world available to us. And just all those things we take for granted. Um, but God orchestrates when we all contribute, something gets built. So in the beginning of the Bible, you have this garden, untapped potential, but it's just nature. It's just nature. And in, in the end, the Bible's a beginning, middle, new beginning story. God's plan is not to abandon the original plan. It, it's to redeem and to restore. And so what started as a garden one day is going to be a garden-like city with a tree of life and a river flowing through it. And you're going to have still some of those elements of nature, yet you're going to have this organization, this infrastructure from all of us contributing together. We're all benefit from all contributing. It's this beautiful picture of God's designed work on purpose to invite us in because God right out of the gate is working. Yeah, He's creating, he's designing, he's building, he's organizing. And then he goes, I want to invite you to be a part of it. Well, and, and you think about, that exchange in work that that is giving and serving and and receiving there's dignity to to, mm-hmm. to work uh, the bible teaches the answer to poverty is is not wealth redistribution mm-hmm. uh, but wealth creation and and production mm-hmm. uh, people who are un- unable to work yes we're, we're to help them uh, people who are unwilling we're to motivate them but one of the things that i love about sun valley is when we address poverty we do that in two ways because people are like, do you give a man a fish or you teach him how to fish? Yes, mm-hmm. you you actually do do both. But our giving in the realm of of helping people that are uh, dealing with poverty uh, is both helping them in their current need and then also empowering them. So ultimately, uh, they're not in need. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're producing wealth on their own. They're creating things on their own, and now they're helping others who are in need. I love that about Harvest India. Yep. Uh, so Suresh and his team literally ministering to hundreds and hundreds of orphans, educating them, and they're becoming productive members of society. I love that about Orchard Africa, where they go into a village and they teach farming. Mm-hmm. 
And these are two different organizations that we partner with, one in South Africa, one in India, and, and they're organizations that we've worked with for years that, that do what you're saying really well. It's a holistic ministry. It's caring for their needs and empowering them to care for themselves. I love that about Beauty from Ashes Ranch that mm-hmm. we gave the huge gift to. At Christmas. At, at Christmas time to um, help young women who've been rescued out of sex trafficking to empower them for new life so that they can go produce and take care of themselves and, mm-hmm. and all of that. I I, I love that. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, when you look in scripture, anytime I say things like that, people think I'm talking politically. It's not wealth yeah. redistribution, but production. But that actually is, is God's plan. He gives us the ability to produce wealth. Uh, we were created to contribute, and it is what's best for us, our family, and, and for society. I was talking to a friend of mine who's done really well in life, and um, he, he bought— so let's just go all the way there, right? He bought uh, one of those new Lexus convertibles. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's like a five hundred something or the other. I'll take your word for it. Beautiful car. Yeah, I've, I've yet to shop those. Yeah, and he's a he's a, a follower of of Jesus. Um, gives a ton of money away, but but somebody was was giving him mouth about buying that car, which makes no sense because percentage wise, the person that gave him mouth about that car paid a lot more for their car. Yeah. Right. So anyway, um, they're like, oh, you could have given that money away or whatever and helped people. He's like, I did help people. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, how many jobs do you think it took to create that car? The factory it was made in, the people that went to work that day, uh, the leather that you know, mm-hmm. went into the seats. I mean, he just starts rattling off if all of these things. And take like, multiple lifetimes to build a table. Imagine that. He's like, I gave and served, <laughs> right? Yeah. And as a result, they gave and served and I received and they received. Mm-hmm. And, and this is God's will for strong society. And ultimately that's what heaven's going to be like because we're all working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The difference is so. Because you, so, you're going to work in heaven. We said that last week. Yeah, yeah. You have work. You have work in the garden. What you didn't have was toil and curse. There you go. That came after the fall. So if you're like, my job is awful, like, and I'm just exhausted, it just burns me out. That's called toil. Uh, that is part of the curse that came from the fall of, of mankind in the the account we have in Genesis. Um, before that, work was was all blessing. It wasn't the toil. It wasn't the exhaustion, but now you have thorns, you have thistles, you really have to work the ground. You have hard ground. You really have to toil to plant and and find water and all of that, where you had fertile ground, you had fertile soil. You didn't have thorns and thistles pre-fall. So that, that's where we kind of mix up the purpose of work because we go, yeah, but work's awful. Well, sometimes parts of it are because we do have toil because it's not all easy because there is effort involved in that and there will be effort, but it's good effort and good return. Yeah. If you've ever felt the satisfaction of a job well done. Yes. That's a little bit of heaven in the real Exactly. Yes. Yeah. There's times where you've done something and even as a kid, you drew something, you made something for art class, whatever. You did a science project and you stood back and you looked at it and you went, Wow it's complete. Like I did this and there's a satisfaction to that. Um, that, that, that's part of the gift of work. Yeah. And you think about, I mean, God made us all different, uh, so that everything gets done. That's right. He, he made you different than, than me. So, so that everything gets done. Mm-hmm. Um, so you and I, in some ways have similar job. We, mm-hmm. we have different roles in the church, but the preaching part's the same, but you do it different than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for that. Um, I've, I've teased Robert in the past. He does these illustrations. A couple of weeks ago, you used a bullhorn. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the deal. Um, people are going to remember that bullhorn in your hand from now till they die. Uh, the gift that you have in using illustrations to teach God's word is different than, than my gifts, but, but God uses it 
and it's best for the whole. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Uh, there are some of you who are accountants, and I'm grateful for you because I suck at that and I never want to do it. And mm-hmm. I thank you for the way that you give and serve. And I'm happy to give you little notes of appreciations with dead president's faces on them <laughs> uh, because you're going to do a much better job than, than me. People always hear getting married. Hey, who should manage the money in our house? I'm like, who, whoever's better at it. Yeah. You know? Different um, gifts, different people. God well, wires us all uniquely. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's right. Football's my favorite game because you got all different kinds of athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, with the 11 guys on, on the field, it's like chess. You know, you got little, short, fat, fast. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. You got little, short, fast guys, uh-huh. you know, who are running around the field like crazy. I love Kyler Murray because he's from Texas. He's short and he's a great quarterback. How can you not love the guy, right? And then you have these, I know I use the word fat, these great, big, massive 300-pound linemen. Well, those are two very different athletes yes. who are moving down the field in the same direction. As a team, as one. That's right. Yep. Um, teamwork makes the dream work in your house, in the church, and in society. God made us different so that everything gets done, and we love each other through giving and serving and receiving. And uh, that's how society works. Yeah. So to, to bring it back, purpose of work, you, you gave uh, three last week. You talked about purposes of work. Give us the, the run real quick. What are, what are the biblical purposes behind work that we do? So the most simple of it, um, is is to meet my needs and the needs of my family. Mm-hmm. That's crystal clear in, in, in scriptural scripture. It's to share my gifts. Um, it's to develop my character while, while we're at work, God's working on us. Uh, it's to witness to others. We do that through landing the plane. If we're mm-hmm. a pilot, we want to be competent uh, in, in our work. And, uh, and in that, we don't want to be ashamed of our faith in Jesus either. I, th- I think there's that fine line of, do I hide it? Do I keep it a secret that, you know, I have faith in Jesus just, and there's wisdom and there's, a, you know, but well, we don't have to hide that either. Yeah. Just be who you are and awesome at what you do. Yeah. And, and if God wants you to have a conversation, you'll know that. Yeah. And when that comes to Robert's point, to your point, don't wimp out. Yep. Yeah. But you know, just chill out and be awesome at your job. And when the conversation comes, have it. Yeah. So uh, where was I at? Be a witness. Yeah, be a, be a witness. So that's 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 number four. Uh, to help others who are, are in need. That's that's the fifth, and then the sixth is to build God's kingdom. Yeah. So talk about help others in need and, and building God's kingdom. So um, there are people in society that that are unable to work, mm-hmm. um, and I mentioned that a, a, a couple of weeks ago. We do help people in in need, which the Bible again, people they they don't realize the biblical themes that have. Uh, infiltrated our society in a good way. Uh, the fact that we care for people that can't care for themselves, that, yeah. that is strictly from scripture. Yeah. That does not come from the philosophy of survival of the fittest. Correct. So if you are the, a Darwinian atheist and you are for handicap parking, that does not compute. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're logically a hypocrite because you do not believe in survival of the fittest. You believe that we should care for people. Yeah. There's a uh, sanctity. Who are not quite as yep, strong in some ways. A sanctity of value to life that that is given by God. Which and, is a Christian principle. That's right. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we care for people who can't care for themselves. Yeah. So um, sometimes I will uh, have conversations with people who are uber successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend, um, he lives in a different state, but um, a couple of years ago he sold this company. He cashed out. Made a lot of money. And he's 40. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were having a conversation and he's like, well, you know, what, what do you think? And um, I was like, well, I, I think you need to decide what your number is. He's like, what do you mean? 
I'm like, decide how much is enough for you and your family and your legacy. And whatever that number is, that's between you and God. I don't even know, need to know what the number is. So, so in his selling his company and cashing out, he's got enough money to never work again in his life and, and live very well. Mm-hmm. So he's got enough money that will make enough money for him to live on. And then he can leave that and whatever legacy he wants, he wants to leave it. And then he's like, well, you think I should become a missionary? I'm like, no. I think you should go build another company. He's like, well, you just told me pick my number. And I go, yeah, yeah, that's for you and your family. But what if everything you make from this day forward, you gave it away? Mm-hmm. I'm like, can you imagine, right? You're sitting at the front of the year and you're like, oh man, if we make this much profit in Q1 in the first quarter, this is how many people are going to be fed who are mm-hmm. in need as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, second quarter, if we make this money... This is how many churches are going to be planted as a result of this. I'm like, dude, how fun would it be yeah. to make your personal profit goals um, in the realm of charity? And so your your goal is, I'm going to build this many homes in Haiti. I've got to make this much money this year to do it. It just changes mm-hmm. the game. And that's one of the goals of work is, is, is to help people in, in need. And... Uh, to his credit, he he did it. Mm. He, he told me what his number was, and I was like, well, I guess so, you know, <laughs> when he told me his number of where he was at. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's good. But, man, he's doing all kinds of cool things. That's great. So, And it gives him tons of joy and satisfaction in his work. And and you, you alluded to this, too, in, in his story. Um, part of it's to help build the kingdom. Yeah. How, how does us working build the kingdom of God? Well, him saying, should I become a pastor or a— missionary or whatever. And I'm like, why? God hadn't gifted you like he's gifted me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, God's gifted you to make money. Anything this guy's ever done has been successful. He's just one of those people. Yeah. He works hard, but he knows how to work really smart. Kind of has the Midas touch. And I'm like, if God's gifted you that way, then here's how you build God's kingdom. Uh, I talked about church planting. I'm like, make that one of your goals. Um, the fact that you employ 200 people mm-hmm. and you love and lead them well uh, that's part of the way you represent God's kingdom. And in that you have influence and in that that's building God's kingdom. And and so it's not just giving money away. It's being who you are, being gifted in who you are, loving and leading people well. And, and that helps build the, the kingdom. It's just looking at our lives and saying, back to where we started, I guess, everything I do is to the glory of God. Yeah, stewardship. So I'm, I'm going to work to that end. We said this the first week. The two big themes in the Bible are salvation and stewardship. Salvation is the work of Jesus and redeeming me and the world and however he wants to do that. Stewardship is how I manage what God's given me, yeah. which is my talents, gifts, abilities, my money, my house, my cars, my family, all, all of those things. Um, we give an account when it comes to salvation. Jesus covers that. Mm-hmm. Glory be to God. Yep. It's not based on my goodness, but his. But we also give an account for how we manage things. Yeah. And, and that is in my court. Um, and so we want to manage things well. Yeah. And, and we want to be about God's kingdom. That's good. Well, I appreciate you taking time talking through the purposes of work with us. We'll continue the series next week as we look into the blessing of work, uh, but grateful for that. If this podcast has been helpful for you, if you would subscribe, like, share, all of that kind of stuff, we're, we're constantly putting out new content. Um, and so subscribing is a way to, to know when that new content comes out. But uh, grateful for uh, all of you who, who listen and share and, and hope this blesses you. Yeah, thanks so much.